This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Let's do this. Good morning. You are listening to Writer Than You live on CBS Sports Radio. My name is Karen Harrison. Very happy to be here with you on this beautiful Wednesday. We got a lot to get into coming up at the top of the next hour. We will head to Brooklyn to catch up with the Brooklynettes because there is always something going on with the Brooklynettes. Roger Goodell finally speaks out about Deshaun Watson. We'll get to that. We'll get to some buy. We'll get to some sell. We'll talk about Sean McVay, Jimmy Garoppolo. There's a lot going on right now in the world of sports. Appreciate you listening here live on CBS Sports Radio. Where I would like to start is by doing a very simple exercise. I understand you're just getting to work. Maybe you're driving into work. I promise you it won't be that difficult. I'm a big believer in the say it out loud test. Say something out loud and see if it makes sense to you. Because if you can hear yourself saying and it doesn't make sense to you, then why would you do it? If you can hear yourself say something and it sounds like a bad idea, that maybe, probably, is something that you shouldn't do. Well, let me tell you the story about a basketball team. This basketball team desperately wants to be relevant. Desperately wants to be a championship title contending team you know what by some magical fate they got one of the greatest basketball players in the world to commit to them in free agency I don't know how they did it I'm still confused on how they did it but this basketball player hasn't always been the most reliable hasn't always been the easiest person to get along with hasn't always been the friendliest of guys he's known to bark back from time to time They let him be the ringleader of this situation. He was the one in charge. All right? And then he said, you know what? I want you guys to hire one of my really good friends. Now, he's an exceptional talent. A little flighty, too. Not really the easiest to work with. Pushes back on management. Constantly unhappy. And then the bosses were like, well, you know what? I mean, you're you're such a good employee. I mean, whatever you want to do. Like, oh, cool, bet. All right, cool. 
We'll bring him in. They brought him into the mix. And then, in the midst of putting this together, they didn't go out and get an experienced leader, someone who had done this a time or two. They didn't go out and get a, you know, Steve Kerr type who's won multiple rings, an Eric Spolstra, Greg Popovich. Hell, they didn't get a David Fisdale type. Let's go get somebody who has never coached before. Not college, not high school, not at the NBA level. Let's get a first-time head coach. Let's see if it works. All right. We'll put okay. So we got unreliable leader, flaky number two, first-time head coach. All right. Well, we need something else. Let's go make a trade for an individual who we know comes into work out of shape and is prone to quit on his team. All right, check. We brought him into the mix. Shockingly, that didn't work. And then they went out and traded for another player who's also flighty and who was also quit on his team. I think you guys know what team I'm talking about. This team is the Brooklyn Nets. How did anybody think that that combination was going to work? When you put all those ingredients together, how are any of us surprised this is how it's turning out? Kevin Durant has proven time and time again that he is nobody's leader. He can't be your number one. He can't be trusted. He's not dependable. He's not reliable. He doesn't have a personality that you can have at the head of your table. I say this all the time. I am a huge believer that your team takes on the personality of its leader. If you've got a strong leader, your team's going to have strong leadership. If your leader is flaky and unreliable, you know what your team's going to be? Flaky and unreliable. Kevin Durant has proven that. We already know about Kyrie. We don't even need to talk about Kyrie. It is always something with him. It's a vaccine thing. It's an injury thing. It's a I don't want to show up thing. It's a January 6th thing. It's a I don't get along with the coach thing. It's an energy. It is always something with Kyrie Irving. And Ben Simmons... He seems more concerned with Fashion Week than the finals. Everybody could see this coming. You know how when you're watching a scary movie and in the scary movie there will be a sequence of events and you think, ooh, I wouldn't have done that, man. This is, this is where you leave. Like you're hearing sounds in the basement every night and you still keep living in the house. Like this is going to turn out very bad for you. I don't know how you don't see this. Remember when you first saw Paranormal Activity and you're like, I don't know if I would keep living here. Every night it gets increasingly worse. I would move out. If I was the star of Paranormal Activity, it would have been a short film. It would have been six minutes. The moment I just see small footprints walking across my apartment floor, it's time for me to move out. I don't care what the financial penalty is. I can't live here anymore. It's spooky in there. I'm not fooling with it. The Nets thought that they could put a first-time head coach with no previous experience, a unreliable leader, a flaky personality, and a quitter all on one team and thought that could equal a championship. Sadly mistaken. They created this monster. 
You can't feed the monster and feed the monster and then in the end complain about how big it's gotten. And that is 100% what they have done. They've given Kevin Durant all of this power. I'm not surprised that Kevin Durant now feels empowered to go to the owner of the team and say, well, I'll stay if you fire the head coach and general manager. You've given him the power to do everything else. You've given him the power to bring his friends in. You've given him the power to choose Kyrie. You've given him the power to choose James Harden. You've given him all of this power. I'm not surprised he's doing the ultimate power play. The only way that this ends is one of two ways. It either ends with Kevin Durant burning it down. That's how you get traded in the NBA. You got to be willing to burn it down. You got to be willing to show up to camp overweight like James Harden. You have to essentially give up on your team the way that James Harden gave up on the Houston Rockets and really started to give up on the Brooklyn Nets toward the end of his career. You've got to be willing to make everybody uncomfortable the way that Jimmy Butler did in Minnesota, where you go into practice and just make it untenable for everybody who is around you. If you're willing to do that, then you will probably get what you want. If you're willing to make it so uncomfortable for everybody at work, eventually they will just say it's not worth it. And either you will leave or they'll force you out. It's really one of the two things. Either they will just tell you to stay at home until they figure it out, the way that Houston eventually did with James Harden, they eventually figured it out, or they will just simply trade you. I understand that the Nets want to get top dollar for KD. And they're holding out for top dollar, thinking that they're going to get these two superstars and all of these picks. And The clock is running. Kevin Durant privately has been incredibly vocal about his discontent with the Nets organization. This isn't a formula to win a championship, what they currently have. Their number one and number two player hate the front office and hate ownership. If you're the Nets, you can't look at the other 10 guys on your team. You can't look at your fan base. You can't look at your ticket holders. You can't look at anybody and say, right now we think we can win a championship. Your top two players don't want to be there. Right now you are simply passing time. I don't know how anyone thought that this combination was going to work. First time head coach unreliable leader, flaky number two, quitter in Ben Simmons. You put all of those individuals, all of those personalities on one team and thought that you could change certain individuals. And you were unable to do it. Of all the, quote, super teams that we've seen put together, the Nets are by far and away the biggest disaster. Say what you want about the Clippers. And how they got put together. The Clippers made the Western Conference Finals. Of all the teams that we've seen, hey, we played AAU together. Hey, we hang out. Hey, we go to concerts together. Hey, let's play together. Man, I like your game. You like. This has been by far and away the worst. This has been an absolute disaster. It could not have gone any more poorly for the Brooklyn Nets that it's gone so far. I want to get you guys' opinion on this, 855-212-4227. To me, we are reaching the point that Brooklyn just needs to go ahead and walk away from the table. 
you're trying to get a a dollar fifty. You got to be willing to take the dollar. The Boston trade that was proposed with Jalen Brown, Derek White, and a couple of picks is by far and away the best thing that you're going to get. The offers are not going up the more and more this looks like a disaster. Our offer is going to stay firm, and we're going to really force your hand in moving forward with these two individuals that clearly don't want to be there. And how long can you put up with this? Because eventually everybody reaches a breaking point where we can't do this anymore. It's not about basketball. It's hard enough to win a championship. It's hard enough to be a good team. It's really hard to do it and nearly impossible when everybody is pulling in different directions. And it is impossible to look at the Brooklyn Nets right now and think that everybody wants the same thing and is fighting towards the same common goal. KD's fighting to leave. Kyrie's doing his own thing. Ben Simmons is dropping out of group text. Steve Nash doesn't know what he's doing. It's, it's just so much going on right now with the Brooklyn Nets. They are sports' biggest soap opera right now. We'll take your phone calls, 855-212-4227. If I'm Brooklyn, I'm trying to make this happen sooner rather than later. And to me, pride is the biggest reason on why they haven't traded Kevin Durant. Keep it right here. You're listening to Rider Than You live on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Right now, we're talking about the Brooklyn Nets and how everybody could have seen this coming. First-time head coach, unreliable leader in Kevin Durant, Maybe the most flaky player in NBA history in Kyrie Irving and a quitter in Ben Simmons. When you put all four of those things together, I don't know how you equal championship. The Warriors have shown us, and I know it's not the only way, but it's most of the time the best way. There has to be a measure of sacrifice and ego checking at the door that you have to do in order to reach your heights. Like, Wiggins had to come in and accept the role. Draymond has always accepted his role. Clay Thompson has been understanding of what his role is. No one in Brooklyn really seems that interested in being a part of a team. It's a group of individuals that came together to think that they could win a championship because individually they are incredibly talented. Which is really odd because 
KD and Kyrie have been a part of championship teams. They've seen the formula up close. Durant was had a front row seat to everything the Warriors were doing. Saw a first-class organization, great head coach. Played with one of the greatest players in league history. Same thing with Kyrie. Now, he didn't play with one of the greatest organizations. But he saw, hey, we have a dominant player in LeBron, and then everybody fills in and does what they're supposed to do. You've seen it firsthand. They couldn't apply any of those lessons once they got out on their own. This was KD's opportunity to erase a lot of the past and the stigma around him. And all he's done is make it worse. Have you ever tried to fix something? And in the process of fixing it, all you do is break it more and continue to mess up. Well, at some point, you're like, all right, I got to lay down. I got to take a nap. I can't. I can't deal with this anymore. That's what this is like. No fixes work. It's not going to work. It's over. The run for Brooklyn is over. The moment you go to the, the moment you go over your coach and your general manager's head and say it's either them or me, there ain't no going back. How can you then turn around and say, nah, I'm joking. Hey, let's let's work together. There's no more working together. It's over. It's done. It's over for the Brooklyn Nets. That time has passed. They're not winning any championships. They're not doing anything. It's over. I would say it's been a good run, but it hasn't. It was not a good run. In fact, it was a miserable one. It will be full of, well, if KD wore a size nine, well, he doesn't. His foot was on the line at the two-pointer. You lose. Good day, sir. We'll get back to Brooklyn coming up at the top of the hour. We're going to catch up with Alex Schiffer, who covers the Nets for The Athletic, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. Let's talk a little bit of NFL and quarterback competitions are all the rave right now in camp. Let's start with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Here's Mike Tomlin on their quarterback controversy between Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky. You had to go out and play a meaningful game tomorrow. Trubisky would be the guy. Yeah, because that's the premise in which we started. Uh, we've been really transparent with the guys, and we based it. We based our start on, on resume. And uh, Mitch is one in this league. Uh, the statistics bear that out. He has more experience than the others. And so uh, we just thought it was appropriate to start there. Why do teams do this? This is a common thread amongst teams. Whether it was Baker Mayfield early on in his career, Justin Herbert early on in his career, Deshaun Watson the Kansas City Chiefs, Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, countless examples. Team brings in veteran. Team spins first round high draft pick on quarterback. Team wastes six, seven weeks starting mediocre veteran quarterback, eventually handing reins over to rookie quarterback. We know how this ends, right? This ends with Kenny Pickett making his first career start in week nine of the NFL season. We've seen this story time and time again. Let's just skip to the ending. We know what Mitch Trubisky is. He is a high-end backup quarterback. 
That's what he is. He is a high-end backup quarterback with a relatively low ceiling. He's not a guy that you think is going to go out there and throw for 3,500 yards. He's never done that before. He's not a guy that you think is going to throw for 30 touchdowns. His career high is 24. We know what Mitch Trubisky is. And that's not bad. You can live with that guy in spot duty. If your starter gets hurt and you got to throw Mitch Trubisky in there for a couple of weeks to hold you down, you can live with that. But I don't know why these teams are so hell-bent on starting these veteran quarterbacks for the first couple of weeks of the season when we all know what the plan is. The plan is to hand things over to the young guy. Quarterbacks come in now more prepared and more ready than ever before. Quarterbacks, because of college, because of the spread offenses, they've been running a variation of these things since they were in high school. Guys come in ready to compete at a high level. I'm big on just throwing your quarterback in the deep end. And he's going to sink or swim based on how you prepare him. And if you're an organization like the Pittsburgh Steelers, you've got a great foundation for a young Kenny Pickett. You've got a top 12 running back in Najee Harris, an improving offensive line, weapons on the outside, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson. Phenomenal head coach, good defense. If you're a young quarterback, I can't think of too many situations that's better to get drafted into than getting drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, an organization that Kenny Pickett obviously knows very well, went to Pitt from Pittsburgh. At some point, he's going to have to face that pressure. Now, maybe it's a schedule thing, and they don't want to throw him to the Wolves early. Their first game is on the road against Cincinnati. They play the Patriots, who made the playoffs last year, Belichick's defense going up against a young guy. On the road against Cleveland on Thursday night football. So we're talking about a quick turnaround for a road game. But it's the NFL. There's always going to be traps. There's always going to be difficult parts of the schedule. This seems like a waste of everybody's time. This feels safe to me. Teams always pick safe. If you're Tomlin, you don't need safe. You're an institution. You're one of the best head coaches of the National Football League. You're not fighting for your job this year. You carried that team last year to the playoffs, that quarterback, and you're going to choose to hand it over to a young guy who the fans want to see? Build him up, develop him. This, to me, seems like the wrong decision from Pittsburgh. We haven't even seen preseason games yet for Pittsburgh. How do we know the best man has won the job if we haven't got a chance to see both of them compete? I think Pittsburgh is making a mistake. I would start the young guy in Kenny Pickett. Another quarterback controversy another quarterback competition right now is in Carolina between Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold here's the latest from Ian Rappaport Baker Mayfield does have the inside track at the starting quarterback job here now it is a competition they are essentially splitting reps and that is going to be the case probably through the preseason games but this is very clear based on the kind of understanding he has of this offense based on on the kind of plays he can make and the kind of command he's already getting inside this locker room it certainly does seem like Like it is Baker Mayfield's job to win, as it should be. They just traded for him. So that was Ian Rappaport of NFL Network talking about the Carolina Panthers and their quarterback situation. You don't trade for Baker Mayfield to then not make the decision of moving forward and starting Baker Mayfield. You want to talk about a quarterback that we know exactly who he is. It's Sam Darnold. 
Now, maybe you thought, and they certainly did, hey, it was the Jets. Those first couple of years with the Jets, it was a poor organization, poor structure. If we get him into our system, we bring him into the fold, and we're ready to move forward. But last year, he was the same quarterback with you. He completed 59.8% of his passes in his time in the Jets. He completed 59.9% of his passes with you. He was a 6.5 yard per attempt guy with the Jets. He was a 6.3 yards per attempt guy with the Panthers. Sometimes when people show you who they are, you got to believe them. Sam Darnold showed us who he was with the Jets. He's bad. He's not even a high-end backup quarterback the way that I think Mitch Trubisky is. I think Mitch Trubisky's a high-end backup. I think Mitch Trubisky, if you needed to start him in a pinch, if your starter got injured and you had Mitch Trubisky for a few weeks, you should feel optimistic. Hey, we can win these games. He can run the system. He can do what needs to be done. We're good here. I don't think you can win anything of substance, but that's what a high-end backup is. Sam Darnold's just bad. This is an obvious decision if you're Carolina. The obvious decision is to go with Baker Mayfield. If you're the Carolina Panthers, your best chance to make the playoffs is a healthy, productive Baker Mayfield and getting Christian McCaffrey back on the field. That's your clear best chance of being a good team this year. And if you're Matt Rule and you're coaching for your job this year, and if you don't make the playoffs or show noticeable improvement, you're getting fired. You don't got a chance or time to roll the dice again with Sam Darnold. You tried it last year. It didn't work. Two years ago, you tried it with Teddy Bridgewater. Also didn't work. This upcoming year, you got to roll the dice for a third time with Baker Mayfield. And that's how you got to go out and buy yourself another season before you go find a more suitable long-term solution. If you're Carolina, you got a chance to make the playoffs. I look at the division that you're in. I look at your schedule. You got a chance to make the playoffs. I mean, Carolina has a stretch of three consecutive weeks where they play Seattle, Pittsburgh, and the Lions. They got Atlanta on their schedule twice in the same division. They got the Giants on their schedule this year. You can make the playoffs. You're going to get Cleveland week one with the backup quarterback. Carolina is a team to me that has a chance to put it together to potentially grab one of those seven wild card or playoff spots in the NFC. Go grab it. But you're not making the playoffs with Sam Darnold. You've got a chance to make it with Baker Mayfield. Don't insult our intelligence. It's not a true quarterback competition. It's not a controversy. Start Baker Mayfield. Get him healthy. Get his shoulder right. Get him acclimated in the offense. Keep Christian McCaffrey on ice until the absolute latest moment and try to go make a playoffs this year. Try to go grab a wild card spot. That's your by far and away plan if you're the Carolina Panthers. Let's keep the NFL conversation going on the other side. There is a trend in the NFL, and I'm curious what team you guys think this year will continue that trend. I'll tell you what that is next. You're listening to Rider Than You live on CBS Sports Radio. My name is Karen Harrison. Very happy to be filling in here for these next couple of days for my guy, Bill Ryder. 
We'll continue our NFL conversation on the other side. But first, let's get you guys a CBS Sports Radio update with Andrew Bogish. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. You are listening to Writer Than You. I appreciate you listening and making me a part of your day. My name is Carrington Harrison. Very happy to be filling in for Bill Ryder for the next couple of days. I'm coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there for all your home loan solutions that fit your life. Remember that Rocket Mortgage can. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll get back to the Brooklyn Nets. We'll head to Brooklyn. To be joined by Alex Schiffer, he covers the Nets for The Athletic. But I want to talk a little bit of NFL here and get you guys' opinions, 855-212-4227. Now, I can take credit for this, and I'm the only person in the media that's been doing this. I am on the Baltimore Ravens bandwagon this year. I know it is a unique stance that I have. I think the Baltimore Ravens are going to bounce back. I think they're going to make the playoffs this season. Well, some of you might be asking, well, why? Well, I think that because they won double-digit games the three years prior to last season. They were en route to making the playoffs last year. An injury happened that derailed the rest of their season. They were very banged up last season. They're getting guys back. I look at their schedule. Their first four games are against the AFC East, not the strongest division in the world. I think there's a lot of things to like this year about the Baltimore Ravens. But then there's another stat that makes me feel even more empowered in my pick of the Baltimore Ravens. Did you know that in 18 of the last 20 NFL seasons, a team that was in last place the year before hopped all the way up to first place to win their division? So that means one of these eight teams, are going to win their division this year. Based on the numbers, 18 out of 20, that's no small feat. The Jets, Ravens, Jaguars, Broncos, and the NFC, Giants, Lions, Panthers, and Seahawks. Now, Thomas, you live in the NYC. I believe you're a Giants fan. You know the Giants are not making the playoffs this year. They're not winning their division this year. They're not making a wild card team. They are on the express train to 6-11. and 11. In no way, shape, or form is this team making the playoffs, winning the division, doing any of that. They will be terrible yet again. We can take everything you just said and apply that to the New York Jets. The Jets also not making the playoffs this season. 
They're not going to be a surprise team. They're not going to be a sleeper. At best, the Jets win seven games this year. At best. That's best case scenario. They got five and 12 written all over them. They got five and 12 energy. Big five and 12 energy. So let's go ahead and cross off the New York teams. If you live in New York right now, I'm sorry to report your teams not making the playoffs this season. Let's cross you off the list. We got six teams left. Now, maybe I'm going to be wrong for saying this. I kind of like Jacksonville this year. If you're telling me what team could really pop up and surprise you, what team could come out of nowhere, there's always going to be that team that you're thinking to yourself, huh, that's why we watch this. That's why we watch and follow the NFL. I don't know anybody that picked Cincinnati to go to the Super Bowl last season. A couple of years ago, San Francisco had the number two overall pick and then found themselves up 20-10 to 10 with eight minutes to go in the Super Bowl. We watch because it's unpredictable. We watch because we have no clue what's going to happen. Could Jacksonville be that team? Nah. That's a step too far for me. Winning the division? A team that had the number one overall pick in back-to-back seasons? Now I got them winning nine, ten games and going to the playoffs? I can't do it. I want to do it. I'm thinking. I'm pondering doing it. I can't, though. That's a step too far for me. I'm not willing to go out on that limb. So I got to cross the Jacksonville Jaguars off, too. You know, I'm not going to cross them off. I'm going I'm to put a question mark by their name. I'm not going to cross them off. The Giants, I sharpie them out. Jets, sharpie them out. Jacksonville, I'll put a question mark. The Detroit Lions winning the division? No. I'm not even going to give any commentary on them. They're the Lions. They're going to finish in last place again because they're the Lions. You willing to bet on Jared Goff? You willing to bet on the Detroit Lions? Don't let hard knocks fool you. Everybody does this when you watch hard knocks. That's why I try to wait until the season to start watching hard knocks. Because hard knocks will have you convinced that the team on there is winning 11 games. It doesn't matter who. It doesn't matter what team you're watching. When you start hearing that voiceover and you start seeing football in slow motion, you were convinced that that team's going to be good. No, they're not. They're the Lions. The Lions are not going to be good. You know that. I know that. History knows that. The NFL knows that. Roger Goodell knows it. The Ford family knows it. Calvin Johnson, Herman Moore, Scott Mitchell, everybody knows it. They're not going to be good. Let's cross them off the list, too. The Panthers are starting Geno Smith. The Panthers are in the same division as Sean McVay and the Rams. Or, excuse me, the Seahawks. Excuse me. The Seahawks are in the same division with the Rams. Same division as the 49ers. They ain't making the playoffs. Now, Carolina is an interesting one to me. Carolina is interesting. A healthy Baker Mayfield and a healthy Christian McCaffrey, you could talk me into it. You could talk me into a regression year by the Bucks, an odd offseason, a banged-up offensive line. You know the NFC South is normally unpredictable. You could talk me into it. 
But I don't know if I can do that either. The team that seems the most likely to do it is my Ravens. 18 of the last 20 years, a team has jumped from worst to first in their division. So the odds suggest one of these eight teams is going to win their division. The Jets, Ravens, Jaguars, Broncos, Giants, Lions, Panthers, Seahawks. Which of those teams do you think is most likely to jump from worst to first and win their division? Because I think it's the Ravens, and I don't think it's that close. I would take the Ravens and give you the other seven options, and I feel pretty good about the Ravens being the team that wins their division. They've got a track record of doing this. None of these other teams, maybe Seattle, but they don't have the quarterback the same that they did. If they had Russell Wilson, we could maybe have that conversation, but they don't. Baltimore has an MVP caliber quarterback. They're getting their running game back. Strong offensive line. Top 10 defense. Great head coach. None of these other seven teams can match that. There's not a lot of good quarterbacks on this list. Trevor Lawrence struggled in year one. Russell Wilson, new situation, new conference, new everything. Giants, Daniel Jones, future backup quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders. Lions, they're the Lions. Panthers, they're on the third quarterback, fourth quarterback in four consecutive years. Seahawks, Geno Smith. We're talking about bottom eight quarterback situations here, bottom ten quarterback situations, and then one of them has Lamar Jackson. Denver, to me, would be an interesting case study. It's just too many strong teams in that division. Kansas City's won it six years in a row. Vegas made the playoffs last year. I don't believe there's a team that improved more this offseason than the Chargers did and their defense. They were 30th in points allowed last year. They now go out and get J.C. Jackson. They also bring in Khalil Mack, Kyle Van Noy. They make other improvements to the defense. I got the Chargers as a lock to make the playoffs this year. If they don't make the playoffs this year, somebody getting fired. There's way too much talent on that team to miss the playoffs. Way too much talent. So I want to hear from you guys on this, 855-212-4227. 18 of the last 20 years in the NFL, we have seen a team go from worst to first. Who's the most likely out of these eight teams? The Jets, Ravens, Jaguars, Broncos, and the NFC, Giants, Lions, Panthers, and Seahawks. Those are the eight teams. The numbers strongly suggest that one of those teams is going to end up winning their division and hosting a home playoff game this year. We'll take your phone calls here coming up momentarily, but a team that, shockingly enough, did not finish in last place last year, the Houston Texans or the Cleveland Browns. We mentioned that because Deshaun Watson, former Texan, now current quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, is in the midst of a legal fight against the NFL. Here's the commissioner of the league, Roger Goodell, on why the league chose to appeal the ruling from from Sue Robinson. Why go back to seeking the full year suspension? Uh, because we've seen the evidence. She was very clear about the evidence. Uh, she reinforced the evidence uh, that there was uh, multiple violations here, and they were egregious, and it was predatory behavior. That's Those are things that we felt... Um, we always felt we were really important for us to address. Roger Goodell is in for a very tough fight here, I believe. 
I agree with the assertion that Goodell came to. The judge agreed. It's predatory behavior. I don't think there's any other way to describe or define Deshaun Watson other than predator. Read the accounts. Read the findings from Sue Robinson. Predatory behavior. And if you're the NFL, and at this point to me, you are playing a PR battle. This is something that you have to fight. You have to look at your fan base and people that buy tickets and buy merchandise, especially in a sport like the NFL that is really starting to grow in popularity in women. And when you see a player that has committed these actions against women, you got to go out and fight it. I don't know if it's going to be a winning fight for the NFL. I know they have the ability basically to appeal to itself. So why even go through this process? But I think they're in a really serious fight on their hands. If a judge said that these actions were warranted of six games, they're going to file an appeal and get from six to indefinite. That's a major jump. There's a lot of numbers in between six and indefinite. To me, the best case and most likely outcome in this is to find a number that's somewhere in the middle. Between a 10 to 12 game suspension for Deshaun Watson, and let's just move forward. I don't think the league wants to have this fight. Deshaun Watson's side, they got to feel good about this. They have won seemingly every single step of the way. They won in criminal court with criminal charges not moving forward. Sure, they had to settle, but they were always going to have to settle. They got the ruling from the judge that they wanted, six games. And so far, it has been in their favor for the most part. They've got one more hurdle to get over, and that's trying to now defeat the NFL. But if you're you're Goodell, you didn't have a choice here. You had to fight it. You had to look at NFL fans, and more importantly, I think you had to answer to the media at some point, and you had to play the PR game of why do we need to do this? Well, based on these findings, based on these actions, we believe something egregious has happened, something predatory. Those were his words, so we need to fight it. One thing that does surprise me about this when it comes to the conversation about Deshaun Watson and why I'm surprised. And some of it is probably just simply letting the legal course take over the legal course. And the NFL has stated pretty consistently that we're not going to do anything. We're not going to move until the courts have a chance to do its thing. We're not the courts. We don't have subpoena power. You're not forced to come talk to us. We don't have the same measures of gathering evidence and data. That's not us. We're not a police force. We don't have those resources to us that the courts do. So maybe that was simply waiting until that process was over, and now we can go through with our fact-finding. We can have our conversations and move forward. But we're less than a month from the start of the season. A little bit under a month to the actual first weekend in the National Football League. You know, they got the Thursday game, Rams and Bills, and then the first weekend, September 11th. So we're we're about at a month now. How are we still talking about Deshaun Watson? 
Like, this conversation is not ending anytime soon. Sure, the games are going to take over, and preseason games start tomorrow and this weekend, and everybody's going to play, and it's still a little bit of a slow period. How are we still having these conversations about Deshaun Watson? How is the NFL not a little bit more proactive in all of this with Deshaun Watson and having a much clearer picture once we got to training camp? Once we got to training camp, the conversations for the NFL should have firmly been on the field and what's happening, not still talking about something that they've known was going to happen now for a year and a half. He didn't play at all last season. And it's been a year, year and a half. Remember, all of this Deshaun Watson stuff started back in March of 2021. It's August of 2022, and there's still no resolution. We're still unsure of when he's going to be able to play. Last year, that was not a suspension. Houston was choosing to sit out their player, and Deshaun Watson didn't seem too interested in playing for the Texans again and forced their hand. So maybe that was the NFL simply wanting to wait it out see what happens with the legal proceedings, and then come to this conclusion that they're coming to and go through with this process, which is certainly within their right to do it. But I'm surprised as we are heading into the season, as we are heading into really diving deep into preseason and seeing every team in the NFL this weekend, that we are still having a conversation about Deshaun Watson. Coming up at the top of the hour, we will head to Brooklyn to catch up with Alex Schiffer, who covers the Brooklyn Nets for The Athletic. What in the world is going on with the Nets? It is always something. You got KD, Kyrie, Steve Nash, Sean Marks, Ben Simmons. It's so much happening with the Nets right now. What's the latest? We'll find out together with Alex Schiffer. Keep it right here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.